As a former professor at Handong University, and also he served as a professor at Trinity Evangelical in Deerfield, Illinois. Uh, he has also pastored in uh, even Korean churches uh, in L.A. and all over the states. And he was one of our seminar speakers at our retreat. And actually, the main reason he is out here in Korea is because New Philly has flown him out as a ministerial consultant, a ministry consultant, uh, because this man is going to help us uh, to continue to fulfill the vision that God has placed in our hearts, uh, fulfill the vision to raise up an army of mighty warriors, uh, to help to identify areas that we can improve, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, we're, I'm very excited personally to have him here in Korea. He's, he's scheduled to fly out on Monday, but he may extend his stay because he likes us so much. Yeah. <clears throat> um, anyway, we're very excited to have him here tonight to speak for us here at Friday Fire. Uh, so let's welcome up Dr. Tony Beckham. Father, thank you so much for the beauty of your presence, for the simplicity of our ability to receive from you and interact with you. Thank you for your presence, Father. May our ears be open to hear and our hearts receptive to your word. Thank you, Daddy. Amen, 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 amen. Um, for a title, uh, I'm, I'm using Wisdom for a New Thing. The title, Wisdom for a New Thing. Since you're in the year of wisdom um, and you, you want new stuff, <laughs> uh, I think there's wisdom that comes from God to be able to experience the new thing from God. Uh, for those of you that don't like the wisdom word because it's too complex for you, let's, let's flip it and say preparing for a new thing or getting ready for a new thing, Okay. Uh, but wisdom for the new thing. In Isaiah, I believe it is, uh, chapter 43, verses 18 through 19. It's a common passage of scripture uh, that you all know. And she's like, yeah, I read that this morning and I'm blessed. <laughs> and out of New King James, it reads like this. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes people want a new thing, but they want it in an old way. Because it's comfortable for us, right? But we're believing for a new thing, but it's crazy wild that it's the old thing just with a new coat of paint on it. Um, but we call it a new thing. And it says here, do not remember the former things. Which is interesting because earlier in the, new, in the Old Testament, he tells them to remember and put stones as a memory, as a celebration of how God brought us through. But here he's saying, don't remember the former things. So is God contradicting himself or God's trying to get us to expand our comprehension of who he is and let God, allow God to be God and not ourselves? So he's saying, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. So don't remember it and don't even think about it. Don't even consider it. But that's scary because my identity is connected to what I used to be and what I know. So he's inviting me into this place of unknown. 
a place I've never walked before, thought before, or can't even conceptualize up to now. So he starts with, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, now this is why I don't want you to remember or consider, because I'm about to do something different. God is sweet like that. He's like, stop tripping. I'm about to do something you've never seen before. I'm going to blow your mind. But we don't want to be blown away. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. She will not know it. I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I just came up from Pohang and three years ago, Pohang looked radically different than it does today. My mountain is gone. Now there are roads and manufacturing plants. And I really felt some kind of way about that. Though I didn't own Pohang, so I have no vested, invest, no vested interest in it. It just aesthetically wasn't pleasing. It, it, it messed up the ecosystem. And it, it stole my peace. So I found a little quiet place with green space and I had Jesus time. Even though all this manufacturing stuff because of development and modernization and economic boom. Uh, but I just needed a tree. So I found my tree. <laughs> and I was cool. But I will do a new thing, saith the Lord. So in the Old Testament, we see this, this conversation between God and a group of people about what he's about to do. And I'm sure many of you have had a conversation with God. You've cried out, you've prayed, you've asked, you've pondered. You've stressed him, sweated him, stressed out people around you because you wanted something different. And God says, forget the old. And what are you considering relative to this new thing? These are just questions. I, I'm full of questions, but I'm supposed to give you answers because that's what your expectation is. That's really sad that you expect me to give you answers. So let's go over to the New Testament in the book of Matthew. I love the Gospels. It's so much fun because it's sort of like different people looking at Jesus' life and journaling and saying, this is what I saw him do. And this is what I heard him say. Um, but it was filtered through their understanding. Other than the red ink, then that's like really Jesus talking, right? Um, but it was filtered through their understanding. In Matthew nine seventeen, we all know this one, right? Oh. Do I really want Matthew 7, 9, 9, 17? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Nor do they put new wine into old wineskins or else the wineskins break. The wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. Yeah, so the initial purpose for the new wineskin is for the preservation of the new wine. So the new wineskin serves as sustainability for the wine. So the container is designed in such a way that it sustains the essence of the new wine. Behold, I will do a new thing. So he's basically giving this conversation of, well, what stupid fool would put new wine in an old wine skin because the wine skin that's old will burst because of the new wine. I, I don't do wine personally, so I really don't understand this completely, but just say if I did, there's another translation. ESV says it this way. Neither is new wine put into old wineskins. If it is, the skins burst and the wine is spilled and the skins are destroyed. But the new wine is put into fresh wineskins, so both are preserved. So not only does the wineskin itself get damaged, the old wineskin, but the wine itself is spoiled. So I don't want to put new wine into an old wineskin. Nor do I want to put old wine into a new wineskin. 
But then they say wine that's aged is better quality. Right? Yeah, loads of people are like, yeah, I want to go with some wine now. I saw your face. <laughs> I really saw that face. Um, but is old always better than new? Now, in our mind, we think older wine, from what connoisseurs tell me, has, has, it's, it's richer, more robust, better flavor, has a better body. <laughs> and you can, aroma, right? That, that's what they say. Yeah, I, I'm California. I, you know, they do the wine testing thing, and I just watch. And you sort of spin it around, and you, know, you do a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. For those of you that have been set free from your alcoholism, I'm not trying to tempt you, okay? I'm really not. I'm not trying to tempt you. It's a new thing. New thing. Not an old thing. Stay with me on the new side. Don't fall back. Okay. I, gotta, I don't want to just stumble, so I'll keep moving, right? Okay. But I don't think it's a matter of the wine itself being new. But it's new to the person that's never had it before. Okay? So it can still have the richness of quality, but the person consuming it has never tasted it before. So that helped me to understand this new concept of new wine. Because in my fleshly mind, old wine theoretically tastes better than freshly brewed or freshly ported or whatever the language is. But an old vintage bottle of wine that is pricey, that somebody's drinking pot liquor has never experienced before, it's new to them, right? And it has that richness of, wow, kind of experience. And they throw away the old port liquor, pot liquor, and they go for the new wine because of the taste and the richness of this new wine. Yeah, so it's interesting. So then, you know, again, I'm trying to think of this. Okay, all right. Wine, 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 wine. Wine also is a sedative for some and a stimulant for others. New wine. So as the spirit brings new wine, it's going to calm some people down and accelerate some others. It depends on the consumer. So I'm, if I'm the need, in need of a sedative... Holy Spirit, come with new wine. If I'm in need of stimulant, Holy Spirit, come with new wine. And don't judge me because I'm calm and you're hyper. Because we're not all at the same place. But it's new wine. Right? Just things I'm thinking about in this concept of new wine and new wine skins. Because I'm really trying to understand and make it simple for my limited mind to get with. Because I get confused easily since I'm not a wine consumer and the Bible's using this illustration. So I have to understand it. So what are some aspects of new wine? So I broke it down this way too. What is new wine? It's a new place. Physically, God means moves me to a new place. That's new wine. It's a new experience. Conceptually, I can get with that. A new place, a new promise. God's given me a new promise. I mean, you guys are like the prophetic hype people. So you get prophesy everything, right? <laughs> I got a prophetic promise that I'm holding to. So what's the new prophetic promise that God has given you? That's new wine. And I hold on to that. I I settle into it. And it's mine. Nobody can take it. Because it's new to me. From the heart of God to my heart. New wine. Another new piece of wine. New wine could be a, a new purpose. 
I love how he says, let go of the former things. The former purpose doesn't, it's not the new purpose. Because it's a new season in my life. Ecclesiastes 3 talks about there's a season and a time. Why do I want to stay in an old season when God's trying to give me new purpose? Expand my ability to dream. But I want to hold on to a 12th grade dream because I haven't actualized it yet. And God's saying that was just to get you to the place where I can give you a new dream. And a new purpose. Because it's new wine. And a new season. For my life. New wine. It's a wonderful thing. I love it. Also, it could possibly be provision. Well, I've had this job and God's blessed me with this job and I'm just praying for a promotion. But maybe God wants you to get off that job. Because he has a new channel of provision for you. New wine. Well, I'm used to fundraising and these people have supported me. And well, the economy is bad. And Lord, I'm just trusting and believing in you. And maybe God's got a new one person that's going to cover the six people that you used to suck up to. I mean, excuse me, believe God for before. New wine. Are we ready for the new wine? Maybe I'm a little too honest. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I know you walk by faith and not by sight. And you don't stress people out. You give your prayer request letter. But these are my prayer. And if Lord moves on your heart, give me a little money, right? Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I deal with business folk. And this one billionaire told me once, he said, Tony, I do not have time to like get in my prayer closet and pray and let God tell me to give you a million dollars. Tell me what you need. Then I pray about it and I can tell you yes or no. It's real simple. And he had, he gave me two minutes to ask the question. Two minutes. Not, I got a story to tell you. <laughs> it's just two minutes. What's the deal? Let me know I'm out and get out, get out of my face. Cause I'm responsible to steward billions of dollars. Isn't it amazing? New wine, <laughs> new provision. And you're like, it, let me, let me meet that billionaire. I, I got a need. And you'll probably look at you and say, you're not ready for the new wine. I'm just you know, trying to share a little message that was on my heart for this community in this house. Cause God is about to do a new thing in this house. Cause you've got prophetic words spoken over you. But what does the new wine mean to you? Ooh, Lord's going to do a new thing, but what is the new thing? Is it a new physical place? Is it a new promise? Is it a new channel of revenue that God's going to bring into the house? We're not asking those kinds of questions. We're just doing the dance of joy on the fact that I have something that God said, a new promise. But have we meditated and gone into the secret place to unpack that new promise, to discern what is the new wine, God? And here's the B part of this. I mean, after I get the discernment of what the new wine is, I need to understand the new wine skin. So here are some thoughts about the new wineskin. And I break it into three areas, head, heart, and hands. Okay, Cognitively, do I have new knowledge? Has my mind enlarged to be able to receive and hold the new wine? Least it burst and neither one is effective. Am I cognitively, mentally ready to sustain, because that's the container, this new move of God in our house? I mean, ha! the fire's here and the next week the fire's gone. What you're doing on Friday nights, you told me, is different than the way it was in the beginning. So cognitively, have you shifted? Mentally, 
why is it different than it was when you first started out? Because the new wine is flowing, but maybe the wineskin is old. And you're trying to breathe life into something that's dead. Instead of killing it and opening up your heart to what God might want Friday night to be. Other than what it currently is. I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble, nor am I trying to say what you're doing is wrong. I'm just asking these questions based on a new wineskin. That mentally, knowledge, what knowledge do you have to move forward into the new wine? Into the new promise. Because if all I have is my own understanding of how God moved, then I'm expecting God to move the old way. Instead of sincerely being open to seeing God move potentially differently. It takes new knowledge. Someone told me once that the knowledge that created the current problems that exist in the world is not the same knowledge it will take to fix them. So I need new knowledge. That's innovation. I need a new mental grid to be able to create something that I've never known before. I mean, just that's because the Bible tells me so. And really, it's not that complex and complicated. I got to put my glasses back on so I can see the clock because, you know, I'm on a time frame. But it's not moving. So what time did I start? I know he's got me on the clock. Huh? I started 20 minutes ago. Really? Shoot, I better hurry up. I only got five more minutes. Um, yeah, I do worry about it. I, you say go ahead. I'm, I'm nah. uh, Heart, which is emotion and spirit, motivation, attitudes. Where's your heart? You know, is your heart container ready to receive? Is my attitude right? Are my emotions, my motivation, the heart, the willingness? Is it there to receive this new wine? I'm just tired and burnt out. I'm not willing. I've got cognitive understanding, but my heart's not there anymore. I've lost my first and second and third love. You know? It's gone. And I'm trying to work on the fourth one. But it's just not kicking in like it used to do. Yeah, maybe. I'm just too honest, right? Within hands, do I have the skills? Do I really have the skills to do this new thing that God is talking about? And I'm, I, it's possible. I just have to be real honest and say I don't have the skills. I don't, I don't have the ability, hands, to do the new wineskin to contain the new wine. So head, heart, and hands are essential to formulating a new wineskin. On a personal level as well as an organizational level. All of these are important to receive the new wine. Because if any of them are lacking, the wine is going to burst out of the wine skin. Our ability to receive from God is limited to our capacity to receive from him. God wants to move. God God is not short of wanting to move. But he's not going to knock us over in the process of moving or burst us. Being humbled is different than being broken. God doesn't want us to be broken because therefore we're no longer capable of serving. But he wants us to increase our ability to serve in a way that is God honoring and has a little bit of integrity attached to it. And it's sustainable, sustainable, it's sustainable, it's sustainable. 
you know, scalable is different than sustainable. I can scale up and be hyped, but to sustain it, that's a whole different thing. And I think it takes a different cognitive understanding as well as a different motivation in my heart, as well as a different skill set to pull it off. And if I don't have it, I need to go get it. And if I don't have it and somebody else in the house has it, comes in with it, those that have been here for a season don't get angry. Just get out of the way. Because you're taking up space in the container of the new wine skin. And celebrate the joy that God brought somebody else in the house that has a not more than you, but is here for a season that is different than you. Because we compare and then we get angry. And that's the flesh. You just want to be honest. But if we're really flowing in the spirit thing and saying, oh, Lord, bring, bring God, God, all this stuff, then we need to know when to step aside and celebrate when somebody else stands in position. And we have to also be willing to say, I need to step down before you become toxic and bitter and like a cancer in the, in the heart of the organization. There's no shame in that. There really isn't. Because once you get out of the way, then that opens up space for the next person to be in because no one's going to push and fight for a position. Well, some do, but it doesn't happen in this house. Because of the structure of sonship. It doesn't happen in this house because of the structure of sonship. Because sons don't fight. Dysfunctional family siblings fight, but a healthy family sons don't fight. So don't bring your baggage from your family system into this house. Because you are sons of God. With a father that loves you. New wine, new wineskin. I don't know why I went into that sort of that that that, that parenting kind of voice, right? Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> if you wouldn't have said amen and back, I would have let it go. But you were like, yeah, it doesn't happen, which indirectly says, yes, it does happen. <laughs> right. If you would have kept your mouth shut, then I wouldn't have dealt with it. And that's the thing. It's a new wineskin that ain't got no space for insanity and bickering and fighting and envy. And jealousy. And it's my, my, my time to preach when all I need to do is give an announcement. The purpose of the new wineskin is sustainability. To contain a new wine. So, God's about to new, do, do a new thing in the house. Are we ready? Are we willing? Are we able? All three are important. I could be hyped up and ready. Yeah! but I ain't willing and I surely am not able. So pastor, slow down because you're moving me too fast. And that's what you internally say. But I'm inviting you, if you're saying that internally, just say, pastor, I'm praying that God will bring somebody that's willing, ready, and able so that we can go forward as a family. Amen? Well, I'm done. What time is it? Huh? No, not there, but what, how much time did I take? Thank you very much. Because I told myself 28, so I got two minutes left. Uh, and my two minutes is this. Really, I'm so, like, time is important. Because if you're going to go full broadcast, 
Time is money. And if you're going to be on SBS as in prime time, don't laugh at me because see your laughter says you don't really see what I see. I'm okay with that because your wine skin ain't ready yet. But anyway, um, mm, so on SBS, you, you can't do this start late, stop late deal. You got to be on point and it's a 30 minute spot. That's it. And it's not you having to pay for it either. It's interesting how I get the right and the yes. It's like, yeah, that's right, because we pull church. We, we ain't got no money anyway. So you go ahead and prophesy, brother, that somebody else is going to pay for it. What kind of faith is that? Again, your wine skin is not ready yet. See, I'm trying to stand over here in faith and be like with God that call those things that be not as though they were. Because in heaven, it is already set and settled and done. And you're trying to pull me back to earth. But I have to stay at earth to help you get to heaven. You, you made this statement about, you know, the disciples asked not how to preach, but how to pray, right? And the first point was, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And they probably said, you got to be crazy. SBS isn't going to let us on TV and nobody's going to pay for us. But they will. If that's the channel God wants to use. There's nothing impossible for God. There's nothing impossible for us. But there's a little B word in between that God and us. It's called believe. Believe. And, and if I don't believe, I just say, I don't believe. And it's a man in the, in the New Testament. It's like, I believe, but help my unbelief. He didn't get mad at the man and said, okay, cool. At least you're honest. Now I got something to work with. Those that lie, I have nothing to work with because I can't anoint and bless a lie. Because truth is the thing that leads and guides me. So as long as you're speaking truth, whether you're full of fear, you're truthful about it, I can set you free. First step in recovery is truth, not denial. <laughs> right? As long as I'm speaking the truth. And my truth doesn't have to be your truth. It's my truth. And God can fix all of that. Okay, two minutes up. So the simple principle of this message is, are you really ready to receive the new wine that God wants to pour? Because how you are structured forces you to say, God, this is the only way I want to experience you. Okay? That's called experiential learning. So I gave you concept. We played around with concept. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Thank you.